Jafada Productions presents In Conclusion We Digress. The best hour of your life you'll never get back. Hello, and welcome back to another episode, episode 30 of In Conclusion We Digress. I can't believe we made it this far, guys. What the hell? I have no <laughs> idea. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think, well, I know I thought we would. I just didn't think it would actually be good. <laughs> well, the, the, is, it, is it good is still... What do you mean by um, good? Yeah, yeah. That, that's I mean, I for... thought our last few were pretty good. Viewers, readers, or as we call them, could say otherwise, but I thought we did a pretty good job. Yeah. Self-confidence is key, Michael. Your, your overconfidence is your weakness. Your faith in your, your friends, friends is, is yours. yours. <laughs> <laughs> On that, uh, readers, thank you guys for coming back, as always, and for listening so far through 30 episodes. We really appreciate it and hope you guys are having a good week as we're getting closer and closer to the end of 2020, already the second week of December, which is nuts. And joining us today, as always, we have Kyle, Pat, and Mike coming to us from the Upper East Side of Manhattan. So guys, what's going on? We'll start, Mike, we'll start with you today. How you doing? Bang, bang, what's the hang, boys? All right, since we're no, doing it. No, 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 try that again, try that again. <laughs> Delete that, start over. Dan, cut that. <laughs> I stand by my introduction. I stand by, if, you, if you don't get the league reference, then you know what? You don't belong on this podcast. No, we get the reference. It was just fucking dumb. What is everything that we do here? It is That's dumb. very stupid. Yeah, you're right. Okay, never mind. You know, Mike, I don't care what everyone else says. I think it wasn't the worst thing I've ever heard. Thanks, Pat. This is why I keep you around. But in sports news, not trying to get political. I want to preface that here. No politics involved in this statement here, but congratulations to Dan Gable on being awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. If you don't know who Dan Gable is, it's because you did heterosexual sports when you were in high school. Um, but for us wrestlers, Dan Gable is the, uh, he is the goat of the wrestling world. He is two-time national championship, Olympic championship, won an Olympic gold medal without allowing a point scored against him. He's won 15 NCAA championships as a head coach. We're not getting political here, just as a, as wrestlers myself and Patrick, that he's a he's a you know he's a, an idol. I had I had Dan Gable ones when I started wrestling. I bought Dan Gable twos. These are wrestling shoes. Like they were elite. Like I had Dan Gable twos. I was like, oh shit, I'm good at wrestling. Like this is you don't understand. He's like every. He wrestling... just needed his level of skill needed to be given that level of recognition, basically. Yeah, yeah. Every okay. every every locker room, every wrestling room has a poster of Dan. Yep. Gable quotes that's that's yeah. the one thing i remember yeah there's it's everything like he like there's just nobody in the american wrestling world that really comes even remotely close to dan gable so congratulations to dan congratulations to his family please wear a mask we want you to stick around you're an incredible athlete so yeah you. you should do that it's a good idea but how, how are you doing otherwise pat how's how's your weekend how's everything going my weekend was okay i um got a chance to go to the natural history museum which was actually very informative. I actually, I hadn't been since I was a young, since I was a wee lad. I think I did that in Statue of Liberty uh, when I was in first grade. And so I remember, I do remember that day, but the, this was the first day. I did not realize how big it was and like how many exhibits there were. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it was a good opportunity to go because there weren't a lot of people. Still, still plenty, no shortage of little kids running around because I guess as a parent, what else are you going to do? Yeah, uh, bring your kids. But, you know, it was, uh, it was interesting. So. And you saw some mountain goats, isn't that correct? Oh, hell yeah. Not just the ones from Blue Mountain State either. 
Yeah, Pat, Pat, did you which also? Is, which is the which is the other thing we did? Me and Mike did this weekend. We watched the Blue Mountain State. So we also we did mountain goat. I did a couple mountain goat related activities. One could say. Did you see a jackal? I did see a jackal. I sent I sent that jackal to you. You did send the jackal. To well, me. I don't know. Did I just send the nameplate? Because I heard that you I said just sent the nameplate. Like, where the fuck is the actual jackal? Jackal. 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 So we it's a jackal. So Dan and Kyle didn't know what a jackal. Well, no, well, didn't I, know what, what I knew what a beforehand. jackal was. I was just making the fucking. Like we know what jackals are. It's a Family Guy reference. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, in, in case you, in case you didn't know what a jackal looked like, now you still don't. Kyle, uh, did you have as eventful a weekend? Did you see any mountain goats or jackals in your travels? No, I didn't see any mountain goats or jackals. <laughs> um, <laughs> any, any horned rams, really, perhaps? Yeah, well, no rams, not even one. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really do too much this weekend. It was kind of, kind of chill, kind of low key, but it. Uh, was good. Ended up at my friend's apartment on the west side yesterday, and just in time for the uh, sun to set over the Hudson River, which was quite beautiful. And yeah, just you know, living the quarantine 2.0 dream and being smart and wearing a mask and not going anywhere like a, you know, well-informed human being. So you did get to watch a uh, Formula One race on Sunday morning, isn't that correct? Yeah. So uh, we had mm-hmm. the second round in Bahrain at the Sakir circuit. They used a layout that had never been used in a motor race before. Um, actually ended up being the shortest lap ever in the history of a Formula One race. The laps were around 55, 54 seconds on the top, uh, top end of 54 seconds uh, for fast laps racing. Qualifying lap was roughly in the 53s. <clears throat> um, development since we last talked about Formula One. Lewis Hamilton, like I said, wrapped up his seventh world championship and then proceeded to be diagnosed with the coronavirus. So he has been oh, self-isolating shit. and is having mild symptoms. We wish Lewis the best and a speedy recovery. It sounds like he is probably not going to make the season finale this coming weekend in Dubai. But the good thing, the only good thing about Lewis having COVID was that uh, he couldn't race. Um, which meant that George Russell, who is a fan favorite and has been racing a backmarker now for two years, uh, definitely one of the more talented young drivers, was able to get in that Mercedes and spent the entire weekend being in charge of the Mercedes team. Uh, he was the fastest in the first practice, in the second practice, and in the third practice, he was running uh, race, you know, uh, race practice. So he wasn't really going for quick laps. He was more going for consistency and distance. Ended up in the top 10 qualifies a two one hundredths of a second off his teammate has been driving that car all year in second place. Um, the race was truly spectacular in the idiocy that occurred. Um, fourth turn, Charles Leclerc, Max Verstappen, two favorites um, and you know, fast cars for our Red Bull crash out. Checo Perez is knocked off. He ends up having a puncture in his tire has to go to the pits. The rest of the race transpires. There's a few more small incidents and safety cars and, George Russell the whole time is out in front, gone, like checked out, winning this race. And everyone, Mike and I are sitting around like, holy shit, George might actually do this. This is going to be really cool. Um, and then Mercedes basically forgot how to do Formula One. Um, so they, they came in and they put the wrong fucking tires on they had both one cars. Job. Both cars. Yeah, so, they, had, they had a mismatching set on, yeah, on the car. Which is so aggressively illegal when it comes to the yeah. rules, too. Um, it's a miracle that they weren't penalized more than they were. So he lost the lead of the race. Botas lost any chance at getting on the podium. And the race finished 12 laps later with Sergio Checo Perez of Mexico taking his first Grand Prix win in 190 starts with uh, BWT Racing Point. It was crazy. I love Checo. I feel really, I'm very happy for him. He's got a couple raw deals in his career and 
it's really, it was very unbelievable to see the, <clears throat> the emotion in his face, you know, very successful as a junior driver, been on the podium a few times, but never really was given a great car um, through his time in Formula One. So nice to see him finally with a, with a great car and actually no seat next year at the moment. Um, there's a chance he might take over the Red Bull seat held by Alex Albon at the moment, but we don't know. Uh, again, congratulations to Sergio and our best well wishes to Lewis for a speedy recovery. Hope, hoping to see him back in a car soon. Yeah, so Kyle gave a great overview there. I did want to touch on uh, first the um, the seat issue. So Checo, it's criminal that he hasn't gotten looked at by anybody for a seat yet. Absolutely, there was a, there, absolutely criminal. There was, a few, there was a few openings, and he has scored points in 18 races this season, which is insane for a team that was a real backpack team last year. But there was this drama because he, he's – the thing about Formula One that's different than a lot of sports is these drivers can be very critical of, A, their teams and, A, of, like, other people in the, in the industry. So he's come out and said that he only wants to race for this Red Bull seat that's going to be opening up, which is kind of, you know, there's this young driver, Alex Albon, who hasn't – you know, he's a very good driver. He's unlucky. He hasn't really panned out. And for a top – He's no team, luck. Yeah, for a top-tier team like Red Bull, it's 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 not going to work. Like, he's just – they're going to give up on him at this point. Li- likely going to give up on him at this point, and it's their choice of whether they're going to bring somebody up through the program or they're going to, you know, sign somebody, a, a more veteran driver, to sit behind their number one driver. So, I actually – Kyle and I have a bet that I think that now that the Checo won his race, that he is going to get that seat. That was the contingency for our bet. Probably, yeah. So that's I'm a, I'm a big Alex Albon fan though. I'm very would be very sad to yeah. see him go. He's uh, <clears throat> literally fought his way up through the junior categories and deserves to be where he is. Another another kid that like you know, Checo getting the seat that he absolutely deserves shouldn't mean Albon losing a seat because he does deserve a seat in the sport in, in my opinion. And there are other people. I guess Esteban Ocon who races for Renault sort of solidified his pedigree coming in second this weekend, but he's never really been very convincing to me. So. Yeah. Either way, very interesting going into the final race of the season. Uh, there is still some stuff to play for. So uh, money is handed out based upon the position you finish in in terms of Constructors' Championship. And there is uh, around 50 to 60 million euros on the line between three teams. Uh, so it actually could be a very, very, very interesting finish the season for the midfield teams, uh, which is nice considering that Lewis Hamilton has already won the Drivers' Championship by over 100 points. Yeah, and so the, the win gives you 25 points. That's your context. So Mercedes is a good, like, 200-plus points clear of any other team, which... Yeah, it's disturbing. Yeah. It's, it's one of the larger margins of victory in the history of the sport. Yeah. And they yeah, really gutted for, um, for George Russell. You know, he was leading the race for most of the race. There was that unfortunate where they had to double pit stops because of the, the, poor, the bad tires. But even after the double pit stop, George had worked his way uh, up into second place. Uh, and was about was going to take a run at first place. It was Checo. Um, he was taking about four tenths of a second off of each lap because he was driving like an absolute animal. Yeah. And actually, the the <clears throat> young driver um, Jack, who took over George's seat in Williams, uh, crashed into the marshal's stand. Yeah, and- great. So he kind of he got loose out of a corner, spun, and yeah. crashed and snapped the front wing off his car. And there was so much carbon fiber on the straight that they had to call a safety car out to clean it up. Yep. And um, it ended up also, puncturing yep. it ended up puncturing his tires. It ended up puncturing George Russell's tires, which is the reason why he had to pit for a third time at yep. the end of the race. And he finished in ninth place, which is his first points, but just absolutely killer for a kid who should have been his first win. Yeah. Should have been yeah. His first so win. hard to watch, but <clears throat> George is a killer and he'll be back out there. I'm sure he'll be driving the Mercedes car this weekend because 
it just doesn't sound like it's going to be possible for Hamilton. Obviously, you know, it's, it's sports. So they're not going to say until the last fucking second, whether or not he can race, but I would, I would say it's almost a certainty. You'll probably see George in that car again. So maybe he'll win, which would be the third, uh, third new winning driver this year. So that would be the, the, he'd be the third person to get their first win this year. That's what I was trying to say in English. There we go. Best wishes to Lewis Hamilton. Obviously no one wants to see anyone, have COVID or have any even symptoms from it. So, you know, hope he has a speedy recovery and that like Kyle and Mike both said, get back on the track soon. Uh, I will say as someone who is a very casual watcher of formula one this year with you guys, it is very strange to hear that he did not win a race. Is there a chance he was so fast? No one saw him there. That is, that's valid and fair because a, it was a night race. B it's a black car. C he wears a black suit and D he is so fast. There is a conspiracy that the Ferrari um, team principal, uh, gave him coronavirus because in the previous race in Abu Dhabi, there's a picture of one of the, uh, the shakes giving him his championship. And it looks like it with everything on his exact same glasses and the exact same mask as the Ferrari team principal who was sidelined with coronavirus with the, the week before. And then Lewis got coronavirus. So. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Potential conspiracy at, uh, with Formula One. Wow. Well, yeah. There's going to be a lot of conspiracies tonight, guys. There's going to be a lot of conspiracies. Just heads up. Clearly an eventful Sunday morning for you guys, starting with the race. Mike, how were you doing at about like, I think it was like 345 on Sunday. There was something Roughly. that happened with the, uh, the Jets. Pain. I want to do like an AWS graphic of my mood <laughs> for that game, right? So like, we're gonna just going to go like right to the end of the fourth quarter. Like Jets are up. Like they just score that last. And I was like, my, my, I was feeling really good. I was like, oh shit, like we're not, we're, we're bad, but like we're not going to be like Browns or like Lions bad. And then I went through my head and I was like, oh shit, the Jaguars are losing, which means that we have a chance at losing the first overall pick. So mm-hmm. suddenly I started to be very, very in tune on the Jaguars coming back to win that game, which they did make a push to do. They put it to overtime against the Vikings. So there was like a little up and then there was some down. And then I was like, ah, the Jets won. So we started, we flipped it over to red zone. Uh, because no, I, I was, yeah, I actually like, I, I done chained the Jets. It yeah. was like a minute 30. The Jets got the ball back. Raiders still had timeouts, but I was like a minute 30. There's no 0% chance the Jets blow this. And uh, up to that point, the they Jets. had actually played pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. They and even, Dar- even well Darnold play. Mm-hmm. And to that point, even Darnold play, played very well himself. Yeah. I think he rushed for a touchdown as well. He did. Uh, on top of everything. So. It's tough because even when you're a team that's struggling and is, you know, in tank mode, quote unquote, you still want to win a game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I get it. No one I wants mean, to go zero in sixteen. It's just, no. it's, it's really, yeah. it's, it's just not good for the ego, so to no. speak. So here's my second conspiracy theory of the evening. My second conspiracy theory of the evening is that Greg Williams is the fall guy for the Jets throwing the game. <laughs> so you're saying that he he's the fall guy for just yeah, the rest because of the team designed like, to just say fuck it. Yeah, because he did he it was an all out blitz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they left nobody back in coverage. Yeah, yeah, no, his, 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 name, his name is like his name was like Mister Heat or something like that because he blitzes the, all the time. It was the mm. first time all season where a team that like in that situation has has done that move like there's absolutely really there's no precedent for that situation so, so i listened yes so because listened. the jets are so fucking bad but what i think uh, is that somebody was like hey greg we're gonna win this game and we're gonna fuck our draft pick 
So, so uh, I listened to dumb. I listened to Pardon My Take uh, today, and like for the the recaps for all the games, and they said this was the first time this has happened ever. Uh, like three different scenarios being down by from four to eight points. So they needed a touchdown to win being before like the 50 yard line. And with X amount of time left that a blitz was called uh, on the, on, on a, a play of that situation. First time in NFL history. Yeah. So I, I only that's, how, that's that. how little sense that makes. Yeah. I yeah. saw it for this year, but I guess they went further back and they determined this is the first time that anyone's ever done this, mm-hmm. which makes me think that Greg was like, I'm assuming that most of the coaching staff is going to just get axed at the end of the season anyway. Well, Greg so, Williams just I got mean, fired. They should. Greg Williams just got fired. I'm saying Greg Williams is the fall guy <laughs> Gase. for throwing the game. Like they were like, somebody was like, you know, little like Woody Johnson in your earpiece, like throw this fucking game right now. And he was like, Hey Greg, do something really, really, really dumb. Like blitz all out, put nobody back on a, you know, <laughs> with a yeah, cable. It didn't make any. It didn't make any sense. It didn't make any goddamn sense. I mean, so, I didn't notice. I mean, we didn't. We didn't end up. I think we flipped it, and then when we flipped it back, they they were about to lose the game. We caught the, the red, we, we caught the red zone. I think that was what I saw it the first time. Mm-hmm. The red zone coverage of it, because we literally turned it off. Like Pat, Pat was like, nobody cares about the Jets. Like the Giants are starting. Like yeah, let's be done so with this. Relevant. I don't want to watch. I want to watch as little as the Jets as possible. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Pat wanted to yeah, watch Colt McCoy literally scratch his balls, and I was like, can we just flip over to red zone at least so I can like catch the end of like the, you know the the Jaguars uh, game was going to. Uh, to okay. overtime and i was like i just want to see the end of it so like if the jets win i want to see the jaguars lose so that we or the jaguars, jaguars beat the vikings so that we really don't fuck up our draft pick and then undefeated new york well, Giants quarterback colt mccoy i, I, I think this is the reason this literal scenario that we're discussing right now is the reason why the nfl needs to go to a fucking lottery draft like a normal sport encouraging tanking is like imagine if they were, they had to sell tickets this year the Jets but, wouldn't be selling tickets. But that's why it's the perfect season to do a tank. Like tanks in the NFL are not obvious if they even really occur. No, they're always. Are you? What do you mean they're not obvious? They're always so fucking obvious. Yeah, but the Jets oh, don't have the talent. Oh, and sixteen is pretty like... glaringly obvious. Mm-hmm. The Jets had the talent to win that game. Clearly, you underestimate like the Jets. So obvious, but yeah, uh, to your point, this is I like think so obviously like a tank. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. That's what the tanking in any fucking sport is atrocious, in my opinion. Absolutely ruins the point of the fucking game. I think it comes from coaching more than it does the players because, uh, again, I, I, don't, I don't compete professionally in a sport. You don't? But, but no, you didn't. Well, actually, uh, I, did, I did have a hockey career. Look me up. Uh, I played for the Kings and the Oilers. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain mentality that actual athletes have where they just, like, you, you don't want to lose. When you compete, you, you compete your heart out. Uh, you give it all 100% on the field all the time. Yeah, it, no one wants it, to be the laughing stock. Losing sucks. Yeah. Exactly. That's the thing. Um, so that's why I think when the, the only visible way or, or, or the way to, to tank, so to speak, would be scheme-wise. Not like, oh, me just giving up on a play. By effort. Yeah. When the game is close. So that's why I think maybe the argument that was just presented the uh, but the all blitz that, that that probably holds some water because that's again that's never happened and you know that's just a bad bad call at, at a time where you could have won the game you could have won the game and they, they just kind of chose not to it's been a day now the dust is out a little bit are you upset as a jet fan that you guys lost the game or are you like happy that you guys still are maintaining number one pick and 
likely Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, whoever the Jets draft, they're just gonna fuck up anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, in, in previous years, like the Jets draft picks have not given me a, a whole heck of a lot of confidence. I mean, Quinn Williams has been pretty good, but um, we've lost a lot of number one draft picks over the years to trades and you know free agency. So I'm, regardless of if we get you know if we get Trevor Lawrence and he turns out to be good. But the Jets are probably still going to suck, and it, we're probably going to lose Trevor Lawrence unless they like pay him ridiculous amounts of money. So like, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think this is a fundamental issue with the entire, with the entire team, with the with the management, with the ownership that needs to be fixed before you can do anything to fix this terrible team. Like it's just consistent choking, consistent bad decision making, and then I guess bad this point, coaching, consistent bad coaching hires. I have a, I do have a live moment uh washington just beat the steelers really yep 23 17 oh, just beat wow. the steelers big ben yep. threw, threw a interception with under two minutes left shit oh you gotta be kidding me i was gonna quickly touch on the giants big win yesterday but now i'm oh, kind true, of yeah. bummed out about uh yeah. <laughs> the redskins I mean, winning and keeping pace that, now they're both the both five and seven. Oh, the giants obviously beat the redskins twice or the football team I think the Twice. Giants have just been shown as not a very good team that just happened to have a really easy schedule. Yeah, it's also fair. No, still a good one yesterday for the Giants. You know, all things considered, they did not have their starting quarterback. Or running back. <laughs> or running back, obviously. Uh, Darius Slayton was nowhere to be found the entire game. So, they're, I would argue they're number one. He had one catch. out this year. He had one catch at the end of the game. But they, they played well. They did what they had to do. So, the Giants now won four straight games, and they still technically cool. own – they, so possession in first I, place, which is exciting with three weeks left. We'll see. Giants have, uh, have mean, a shot to actually get in the playoffs, which is amazing. In the playoffs, so. would, their defense won the game, um, and their offense say what they needed to do was not make the glaring mistake. And they, they I guess ultimately they did not. They did make, the one interception at the beginning of the game wasn't great. Um, yes. I, I was at the time very upset when it was, you know. And Evan Ingram, I think it's just at times make, makes me lose my goddamn mind. And I'm sure, you know. Dan, you felt that way, especially, and I guess all, all Giants fans have to that extent, because um, he makes these acrobatic plays, and then he drops balls that are just in his hands that both of the, that not necessarily are, the, are like right to him. I mean, there have been numerous plays like that. If it hits like your that, hands, but, you're a professional football player, you should catch if it. If it's both your hands, you need to catch it. And you're open. You don't get hit. Yep. And, also you know, this time it didn't cost them, but it has cost them games in the past, uh, especially this season, especially that oh, Eagles yeah. game. You look back and that the Giants hypothetically should be six and six right now because of that Eagles game. I mean, and and you you, you could argue that like you know a couple of good bounces in the other games because um, every game has been tight mostly. The you know you look at the Bears game, you look at they had a chance to win last play of the game. You look at the Eagles, uh, the yeah, that Eagles game, so the game I'm thinking of, and the Tampa game. The Tampa game they should they should have easily won. I think. I, mean, I think that was just a bad game from Daniel Jones. You know, I think and a, a couple. If the Giants had a couple things go their way. You're not. We're not talking about necessarily. I mean, the, the division is still a dog shit division, but right. you know the Giants could be like seven and five. So it might, it might not be as much of a dumpster fire as it's been made out to be in the media. But so. yeah, to sum it up, the offense did good enough. The running game was on. Wayne Gilman can ball. He's a great he tries, player. Yeah, he gives it 100 percent all the time. Um, Alfred Morris, get off my football. Get off my football team. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, fair, but wow. Didn't he have both touch or uh, yeah? Did he have two, two touchdowns? touchdowns? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, listen, he he does not have the explosiveness he once had. Just because Wayne Goldman sets him up in the red zone doesn't mean like you know. He more credit for that, yeah. That's like there's Fair. no logic to my argument, but I don't there want is plenty to... of logic. Did you did you watch yeah. the game? 
Alfred Morris. Yeah, he's can't not what win. he was. That, that, that's I know he's not what he but... was, but he he was a integral part of you guys winning that game. And your offense ran through that Wayne Gallman large yard gains, and then Alfred Morris just like bullheading his way into the end zone. Like that's it's true. That was that's what happened. That was your score. <laughs> and if that's that the way your true. offense is going to work going forward without Saquon, then that's not a terrible thing. There's a lot of teams that run that way. I'm just I'm just still not a fan. I think I think Gallman needs to be on the field. Even like I think Deion Lewis would even be an improvement, but an upgrade. Oh, yeah. another like old washed up fucker to to just drive the ball in the red zone. Yeah, They're but like, he's still quicker. He's still a little bit faster. I don't know. I, I'm not saying he's good by any means. He's a better number two than Morris is. I'll I'll agree with you there. I, I, I would say. Well, we'll see. With three weeks left, we'll see what if the Giants can pull out another win or two and sneak into the playoffs somehow and. I'm hoping Blake Martinez is okay. He's been yeah, that would, that would be tackling. A That'd be a bad loss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm still. I didn't hear his name. I don't think he played. Uh, Xavier McKinney was he supposed to? I'm he's had a couple of like. Debut. Yeah, he's had a, like reps at practice and stuff, but he hasn't actually gotten into games. He's active technically, but they're not like rushing mm-hmm. him in because they know the gravity of, of you know all these games moving forward. So sure, they don't want to make any mistakes. But he he, he was a, one of their highly touted picks, so you oh, need yeah. to expect to see him to get. In the games at some point, yeah, he'll he'll play at some point for sure. Yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens. Hopefully, by the time we get to the end of the year, the Giants stunk in the playoffs, and hopefully, we don't get their guts too rearranged when they play uh, an actual team inevitably in the playoffs. So, yeah, who knows? It could be a rematch, yeah. uh, either Seattle, Seattle or right? Tampa or Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Daniel Jones and Tom Brady, that'd be fun. <laughs> oh, two legends going at it. Legends. That's that's one way to, <laughs> to put it. Yeah, that's a word. Choices. <laughs> Future Hall of Fame. Look, oh, look, it's the greatest player in the history of the game, and Tom Brady. And Tom Brady. <laughs> they have about uh, the same physique. And cluelessness. Just Daniel Jones, just because that's who he is, and Tom Brady, because he's getting old. Yeah, his, mm-hmm. <laughs> his sometimers is kicking in. That'll do it for part one of our two-part sports episode today of In Conclusion, We Digress. The episode continues on part two as we dive into the off-season plans for the Mets and the Yankees. Thanks for listening.